This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to Liverpool's 1-1 draw at Leeds United. Diego Llorente's late goal cancelled out Sadio Mane's opener and prevented Liverpool from moving into the fourth and final Champions League spots going into their final six games of the season. Only a couple of days ago, that would have been seen as a huge setback for Jurgen Klopp's side. But for many, Llorente's 87 minutes header was met with a collective shrug of the shoulders given the events in the lead up to the match. By now, you'll all no doubt be aware about the European Super League and Liverpool's part to play in it. So understandably, given the widespread condemnation the Reds and the new competition has received, it does play a major part in this podcast. And it's a podcast that starts at Ellen Road, where the Liverpool Echo's chief LFC writer, Ian Doyle, gives his take on a surreal, sad and difficult night. And then we'll hear Jurgen Klopp's press conference in full, where he gives his thoughts on the European Super League, Liverpool's owners FSG, who have been one of the driving forces behind the breakaway tournament, and criticism from the likes of Gary Neville. And we'll finish with the thoughts of two very upset Reds, Ross Strachan and Mike Holt. But let's start with Ian Doyle. Well, a very difficult and testing 24 hours has ended for Liverpool Football Club here at Ellen Road in a one-all draw in the latest Premier League match. Uh, the, uh, the bottom line basically Sadio Mane scored uh, the opening goal just after the half hour it was a good play by Diogo Jota he uh, took the ball in the from Kabak just in the inside left channel played a cross field pass to just inside the area where Trent Alexander-Arnold beat uh, the Leeds goalkeeper Meslier and played it across from Mane to tap into the empty net and that was a fur reward for Liverpool's first half performance they were fairly enterprising seemed to have the, the better better of the play although perhaps not the chances Um and they were 1-0 ahead, you know, with another good performance on the road. Second half, Leeds came far more into it. Alison Becker had to, who had to, make it, had to make a good save in the first half from Patrick Bamford. Had to make a few other good saves um, from Harrison and Roberts. Uh, but he, could, he had no chance. I think it was three minutes to go. A corner from the, uh, from the right by Harrison. Leeds had forced an awful lot of corners by this point. And in between uh, Ozan Kabak and Roberto Firmino, there was uh, Diego Lorente to head in. one all. But, uh, you know, basically, there will be many Liverpool fans listening to this who will just go, well, you know, so what? doesn't really matter. Because uh, at the moment, certainly Liverpool, from what FSG, the owners, Fenway Sports Group, have said, is that they've signed up for this European breakaway, uh, European Super League, this breakaway league that uh, has been initiated, we're led to believe, certainly from reading the reports, by Real Madrid, by uh, Inter Milan and by Manchester United. And Liverpool have felt as though they've had to they've had to go along with it and they've made a decision to uh, to be included in one of the 12 founding members of this new league now whether that gets off the ground we don't know I mean historically it suggests that it won't but it's uh, certainly this time it's uh, a lot further down the line than previous attempts normally it's just a bit of posturing to get a bit more power with UEFA but this time it seems to be um, a little bit different a bit more serious and it has caused an awful lot of angst amongst Liverpool supporters. And to be honest, not just Liverpool supporters, supporters across the country. There are the six clubs. The other ones are Tottenham, Arsenal, Man United, Man City and Chelsea. Uh, Liverpool, though, were the first team to play a game following the announcement. And if we're being perfectly honest, practically most of the country would have wanted them to get beat. Uh, so outside the ground, when I got here a couple of hours ago, there were Leeds fans were congregating around a corner outside the stadium. There was Liverpool fan there, the fans there, a few Liverpool fans. They had a banner kind of expressing the death of Liverpool Football Club there was some 
chants very much against the European Super League and there was a, a, a plane overhead as well which said more or less the, uh, with a banner which said more or less the same thing so the anti-European Super League sentiment was, was very strong and what was slightly not unsettling but very unfair to, to Liverpool players who after the game Jurgen Klopp came out and said that he was against the Super League James Miller was interviewed on television it's Liverpool skipper he said he was against it as well but obviously like the rest of us the players and the manager knew very little knew nothing about it until Sunday um, they weren't consulted uh, Jurgen Klopp spoke at length about it and but what he did say is that it's unfair that Liverpool's players and the team were targeted because it wasn't them that made the decision they had nothing to do with it and when the Liverpool team bus turned up they were, they were jeered but that was to be expected um, slightly less to be expected was the uh, person outside the ground who was who was playing uh, Money 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 by ABBA whether it was on a clarinet or a saxophone I'm not sure but that carried on throughout the game uh, which made you know even even let's the, the surreal nature of playing games behind closed doors is bad enough but that, with that it was just even more more odd um, but that's that was, the whole game was kind of played under that the, not so much a pretense but a sense that does this game even matter Liverpool are now two points off the top four they played an extra game a game more than Chelsea same games as West Ham were fourth Chelsea are a point ahead um, obviously Tottenham drew with Everton um, on Friday night so it's kind of as is in that respect but Liverpool are running out of games only six games to go and the only thing that they can do for now is to ensure that they get into that top four because the only actual guarantee the only thing we know for definite is that if nothing changes Liverpool will have to get into the top four to get into the Champions League next season and the players know that and that's been their aim all season certainly since the injuries started to pile up in, in October and November and and for them it was, must have been so difficult to go out there and play this game and that's why I actually thought that in terms of the attitude and the and the, the spirit that they show while they were pressed back an awful lot in the second half and, and missed Nat Phillips he was he was absent with a hamstring problem and his aerial prowess would have helped when Leeds got a succession of corners um, I thought they did well and I can they gave their own little statements both in the performance and with what was said after the game that they still want to compete for the Champions League and this is a competition that Liverpool have won you know, whether it's the European Cup or the Champions League six times most of this squad won it two years ago so they know how important it is and it's not their fault that Fenway Sports Group have decided that no you know we don't think it's that good we want to go off somewhere else into this closed shop where we just play an awful lot of games against the same teams over and over again and clearly the players aren't keen on it clearly the manager's not keen on it the fans aren't keen on it so it's been a difficult time for Liverpool supporters because and because they can see that so many important figures at the club are against it and yet the the people who are making the decisions right at the top as is their want because they are the owners and they're the ones who are responsible for the money they're the ones who are um, who are making this decision that goes against everything that these players want the manager wants and certainly the fans want so as I say a very difficult time for the club a very surreal evening the bottom line is Liverpool got a point one of the toughest of the remaining games You'd have to say they've extended their away record. I think it's now four defeats in 21 or 22 away from, certainly away from Anfield. Um, but overall, it's just a bit of a sad night overall. This was one where Liverpool, no matter, even if they'd got the three points, they were never going to be winners this evening. Hi, Jürgen. Um, could that be an important point or do you view it immediately after as a missed opportunity tonight? It's both, um, and so I think it's a, a deserved drop. So we played a really good first half, could have scored a nice goal, could have scored others, others. Um, didn't do that, 
actually the plan was to play the second half like the first um, for some reason that didn't work out that well but we had um, big counter-attacking chances which we should or could have used to finish the game maybe off but with 1-0 and leads is leads and very intense and stays intense and became even more intense in the second half um, we dropped too deep and gave them too many set pieces. They had two, I think, really big chances where Ali made sensational saves. And so they deserved the point. But when you are that long, one it up, obviously, then it's um, you want to bring it over the line that we couldn't work that out tonight. So that's it. Obviously, I have to ask you about the European Super League. James Miller said after the game that he doesn't like it and he hopes it doesn't happen. And I know that you said before the game as well that you're still against a European Super League as well. So at some point, I'm sure you're going to speak to the owners. I just wonder what answers you and the players are maybe looking for from them. So I, I've had, I'm six years in the club, around about, um, and I know that our owners, they're reasonable people, they're serious people, they, they care about us, um, but they never had to explain these kind of decisions to me. So like or, or ask me for permission or whatever so that's the that's the situation we I, I'm, I speak a lot to them and um so but we, i was not involved in the process not at all i got information yesterday and um so that's the situation now the only thing what i can say about it nobody knows what will happen when when what will happen i don't i don't know anything about that um but um the team has nothing to do with it and the, uh, I have not really anything to do with it but people treat us like that the lead supporters came here today um, before the game were shouting at us the, in the city when we had a walk this afternoon people were shouting at us uh, we have nothing to do with it so we are employees of the club and I feel responsible for a lot of things in this club, to be honest. I feel responsible for the club as well. So, but um, and when when I'm involved in things, then I take the criticism easily. Um, when the boys are involved, in it, they take the they have to take and do that as well to take the criticism. But we are not involved in this, and so it's it's a tough one in the moment uh, when you hear all uh, your pundits talking about the club and stuff like this. This club is bigger than all of us. We should not forget that, and um, this club is is built um, in difficult times, went through difficult times, and all these kind of things. So, should not forget that, um, and um, so that's just um, for me a really important important to to mention, because when people like Martin Samuel are thinking they can write um, that the club, and it means all the club, that they should, people should, or whoever should condemn us to hell. I'm not sure if that's the right saying, but he wrote that today. I saw it in the headline. I didn't read the article. And I think that's not right. And Gary Neville has not the right to speak um, about our anthem, for example. He can talk about the decision and stuff like this, but talking that it's that the, the club is singing, you never walk alone, and then they do these kind of things. So, our owners made a decision, but that's one part of the club. The whole club is bigger than all of us, what I said. So um, they should calm down a little bit because we are human beings as well. And it's only the first day. And I know, meanwhile, the media world, that good, you will you will keep that going for sure. And in the end, people will not, obviously, the lead supporters didn't know that we have nothing to do with it because they were shouting at us or at me. Like I said, let's go to the Super League. So um, just not to forget, should not forget that.
with all the things you do. You talk about and deal with human beings. Um, and I just want to mention that. We've got as many questions as we can. We will need hands up. We've got James Pierce for one, David Lynch, and then Paul Joyce. That's all the hands for now. Uh, James. Jürgen, you said you said earlier on this evening you didn't understand fans taking down banners at Anfield earlier today, but do you not appreciate that that is when fans aren't allowed into stadiums at the moment, that is their way to make their feelings known to the owners? And, and for Liverpool fans who are so angry and upset tonight, what would your message to them be? Oh, yes, I understand that they're angry. Absolutely. That's not, that's not my problem. My problem is that, that the banners are there for the team. Um, and that's why I think I would I would leave them there. That's how it is. So we have we, we, we have still a lot to go for in this in the season, and um, I really think over the last six years we had a tough year to go through, absolutely brutal. But um, over the last six years, anyway, we created a great relationship between the the team and the and the supporters, and I understand that it that they want to have that they act want to act and want to show their um, their anger. I get that. But we should not forget, again, what I said before, the team had nothing to do with it. And in, in these moments, um, they take the support away from the team and nobody else. And that's why I said what I said. James, uh, David Lynch and Paul Joyce is the last hands we have at the moment. David, first. Uh, yeah, you've mentioned the, the reaction from Leeds fans when you arrived today and some of the coverage and you felt that that was unfair around the decision. But have you not been left exposed, really, by the fact that there's been a, a bit of a vacuum above you and and that the owners haven't really said anything and therefore in place of that, you know, that gap that people have filled it with, with their anger and sort of di directed it towards you and your players? I'm not sure if I've been more or less exposed than ever because I've not, the English system is like this, that most of pretty much, that's one voice in the club, that's the manager. It's different to Germany. I had enough time to get used to that. So it's not new, um, but there will be a moment for sure when our, when our owners, um, um, say what they have to say, definitely, I'm sure. Thank you. Paul Joyce is the last hand we have up at the moment. Uh, so this will be the last question as we get any others, Paul. It was just a continuation of that previous question, Jürgen. I feel that you've been let down by the owners. Do you feel like that? I'm, I'm, really, I'm not here to... I don't think that. I don't feel that. I, I'm, I'm since 20-something years in, in, in football. And a lot of times, in Germany, we have a different system. You know, presidents, CEOs, blah, 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 and owners made decisions without asking me. And I'm used to deal with them. Usually, that's how it is. I don't want to be involved in, 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 in these kind of things. I don't understand them. And I'm a football person, how I said. But um, I, it's not about me letting me down <clears throat> or something else. I'm, I'm, what I say is, um, I'm here as a football coach and a manager. And... Um, I will do that as long as people let me do that. That's that's how it is. So I've, I've really would not. It's not the situation I heard today that I will resign or whatever. So that, that if the times get even tougher, whatever, that makes me more um, that, that makes me more uh, sticky that I that I stay here. So it's just like that. I feel I feel responsible for for the, for the team. I feel responsible for the club, and I feel responsible for the relationship we have with our fans. And um, that's why it's a, it's a very tough time, I'm, I'm sure. Um, but um, I will try to help to, um, yeah, to sort it somehow. Okay, we're going to take the last two questions from Andy Dunn, who's unmuted now, and then we'll finish with Dom uh, King. So, Andy. Thanks. Uh, Jürgen, can I just 
I ask you a fairly simple question that from what you've read about it and what you've been told about it, do you think a European Super League is a good idea? I said that now a couple of times in 2019, I said it already. Maybe you should prepare your, yourself a little bit better. No, I don't think it's a great idea. Thank you. No Welcome. Sorry. And then Don King to finish. Tom. Sorry. Yeah. I'm just trying to... There you go, Dom. It's it's kind of a variation on this. I mean, you're somebody who's um, tapped into emotion and um, the ability to dream. And the reason the people are so angry and so frustrated with this idea is that it's going to remove the idea of or the potential for people to dream and have ambitions. I mean, is that something that you can understand? I, I really think I answered all the questions, and I don't want to create now for the Daily Mail any headlines where um, any work come from. Thing from me is inside with um, dreams and uh, any negative things. So I said what I had to say, and I want what I wanted to say. And we, you pretty much will find a few more variations, obviously, to to hear the same. But there's nothing else to say about. It. So okay. it's. Well, Jürgen, can I just stress to you that in, in, in this, that you haven't been criticised at all? It, 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 when You know, you've, you've seen headlines that you didn't like and whatever, but nothing... What does Martin Samuel mean when he says... Um, um, he's talk, he's no, talking nobody, about the... Nobody he's talking about the, 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 nobody, talking about wait, the 12... Wait, wait. The 12. No, when he speaks Sorry. about what do people people read like I do in that case only the headline because after that is not that interesting. So and he has to he has to know that as well. And there's not there's the the football clubs so pretty much all of them and we are part of the football club. You should not forget that. You should not forget that. And it just after this article, Leeds fans came here. Well, hundreds of Leeds fans came here. So and now. I go home and I don't know what's going on there. So just, I don't want to say you, I have no problem with criticism, especially not when I'm responsible for, but telling afterwards, oh, that was not meant like this. Just, you should as well, just only not forget what you're talking about. That's all I want. You can write whatever you want, but really don't forget, uh, we were not involved in the process. If you talk about put them Liverpool FC to hell, then it's the whole club. And I have no, I don't know what he means with that apart from all of us. That's how I understand it. And if it, it means something different, then you have to say it different. Oh, that's how it is. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. A touch of Jurgen Klopp there, which is understandable given he has been left to carry the can by FSG. And now we'll end this podcast with the verdict of Liverpool supporters Ross Strachan and firstly, Mike Holtz. Leeds won, Liverpool won. Regardless of the result tonight, it was always going to be a dead rubber. When man and every Reds beloved Liverpool FC's name has been dragged through the dirt through our greedy, selfish and entitled owners. I just want to do a quick minute here just to get my thoughts and emotions out on this supposed European Super League before reviewing tonight's match. Jürgen before that match has been thrown under the bus by that ownership, having to stand there and answer them questions, whilst John Henry and co. sit in their ivory towers unquestioned. Jürgen's condemned that ownership on national television. That's our manager there. He has the values and the morals of our football club that our owners don't. I've travelled to places in Europe I wouldn't have dreamed of, watching Liverpool showcase what we are as a fan base, creating memories of my mates that one day I'd hope to share with my own son once he's old enough. That'll all be taken away if they join this European Super League, because I can only speak for myself and saying, I won't follow them so long as that ownership is in charge. 
We had the warning signs with the £77 ticket when they tried to trademark the liver birds and then very recently tried to furlough staff at the taxpayers' expense at the start of the pandemic. Fans of all respective clubs need to unite together to stop this and ensure the game that we all love and adore is not lost to the rich and entitled. How opportunistic for them to do this, whilst we the fans can't be in the ground to have our voices heard and, and protest. How dare this ownership use the history and morals of our football club as their leverage to put themselves and all these other clubs into a league which they can't even be relegated from to keep the rich rich and entitled. Review the match tonight, it was always going to be a difficult one for the lads and the staff to perform through this mentally after recent events. Two similar styles of football against each other proved end-to-end at the start of the at the start of this season, and this wasn't too different tonight. Both teams utilised their full backs to attack, which did create gaps for both teams. Chances for both in the first twenty, but nothing really clear caught until the twenty-third minute, where a lazy pass from Fabino gives Bamford the chance to put Leeds ahead until Allison closes a space to make a good save. Leeds press was causing us problems. However, on that half an hour mark, we finally made the breakthrough with a fantastic diagonal ball from Jota to Trent, who makes that connection with the ball to give Sadio Mane an open net. It made up for both Mane and Trent there because they've both come under a lot of criticism in periods throughout this season. I think that first half did show the vulnerability at the back of the leads that could be exploited, but we just had to be ruthless again. Start of the second half, Jota has a great chance, but just heads over, who looked dangerous throughout. We then had a 10 to 15 minute shaky spell where we looked slightly on the ropes which seen Leeds have a great chance on the hour mark with Trent finding himself on his heels, held a cost to find a space but just fires over. The home team did then have a dominant spell of possession with Jack Harrison having another good chance before Allison again makes a great save. I think that then probably forced Klopp's hand to bring Salah on in the 70th minute but it didn't really change the danger Leeds posed with Bamford hitting the crossbar five minutes later. It did all feel like it was pretty inevitable that Liverpool were going to concede sooner rather than later. With the Reds really struggling to get out of their own half, a minute later from that, Phillips for Leeds has another glorious chance for Allison to find find himself in the way again. With the game opening up, starting to feel like that end-to-end style that we expected. Five minutes later, Thiago plays a wonderful lofted pass which sets Salah through, who shoots narrowly wide. It then looks like we go to rue that chance when Leeds got an admittedly deserved equaliser from Lorente, who's unmarked in the box and finds himself the space for a header. Defensively poor from Liverpool. A game of two different performances in both halves by the lads, under, to be fair, difficult external circumstances. This could have been an important win for Liverpool tonight, but ultimately, with the hierarchy of the club feeling like this league isn't one which they want to be considered in, was tonight's match ever an important one for the ownership of the club? Lack of finishing and being ruthless sums our season up and it was evident again there tonight. In the end, the 1-1 draw for the Reds tonight away at Leeds, which in the end is probably going to be forgotten with all this European Super League nonsense. But quickly about the game. For first half, they were really good Liverpool. A lot of pressure, a lot of space created. Obviously, Leeds try and play the right way and pass the ball out and... They, they are going to give you chances, so I think we had a few chances in that first half and it ended up with um, Mane getting the goal in that first half with a great ball over the top, Trent squared it, slotted it, uh, slotted it for Mane, 1-0 up. And yeah, we're 1-0 up at half-time and I think it's pretty comfortable, but 
Second half, Leeds come out a lot better, a lot more possession of the ball. They've had a lot of chances, Leeds, in that second half. Allison's made two or three really good saves one-on-one. I think Bamford's hit the bar at some point and they've ended up getting an equaliser late in the game. It was about the 86-87th minutes. Uh, poor defending from a corner. Ball's whipped in. Got to attack the ball and the, their, defend, their attackers attacked it and just nodded it in and won one and totally deserved for Leeds in the end. So, yeah, disappointing. But obviously, everything's totally dominated by this European Super League nonsense. And yeah, it's been a lot of soul searching going on with what's going on at the club and where football's heading. It, it's it's a really been a really strange, really strange twenty four hours or so. Couldn't really concentrate on the game. Couldn't get up for the game. Didn't didn't enjoy the game. It's been a tough season. Um, obviously, we've not been able to go with the game, the lack of fans, the VAI, everything. You, I've never felt more, you know, away from Liverpool or not part of the club type of thing. It's disconnected from everything that's going on at the club. And then, yeah, we've battled on this season. And for this this to come out tonight, the total disregard for fans and everything that, we, that Liverpool stand for. So disappointing. You see, the cha- the Champions League is it's the pinnacle for me. The European Cup, it's what it's what I've grown up on. It's what it's what Liverpool's built on. The history, the European Cup, the huge European nights, Champions League nights. Some of the greatest greatest nights of my life, greatest moments of my life. I've been watching Liverpool in the Champions League, whether that be at Anfield, in the pub, somewhere in Europe some of the greatest nights of my life and the thought of not being in that Champions League now and being in this so-called uh, Super League with 12 other clubs it just it, it's really really sad it really is sad I, I think the lack of the lack of communication I mean you can see the interview Klopp's had there he obviously didn't know anything what was going on. Milner's been interviewed after the game, didn't have a clue until basically the same as us in the last 24, 48 hours when the news has started to come out. They've been thrown under the bus. They don't know what's going on. But to me, they've just shown a total... The owners, it's, it's, it's the owners of these clubs, isn't it? A lot of them foreign owners, a lot of them Americans, and they love the American model of just like, you know, franchises, no relegation, no... They like to know what's going on, but... That's not the, how football works. That's not the pyramid of football, and it's it's yeah, it's it's really 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 disheartening to be honest. And I think it's even more shameful that they're doing this sort of an announcement when there's no fans in the ground as well. It they're not soft, are they? Imagine full houses now going into you know full housing that tonight or full houses at the weekend, forty, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand people, everyone fuming because. I've, I haven't heard a single person go, oh, great idea, this boy's like, yeah, let's let's do this Super League. No, not one single person said it. No fans want it. If our club or any other club, whoever that is, maybe, I'm embarrassed to be a Liverpool fan at this point. And I feel really sorry for the players and I feel really sorry for Jürgen Klopp that they're having to face up to this. There's, there should be some more communication from 
you know, the people at the top who've made this decision, they've all come together and made this decision between themselves. Come and explain it a bit more. Don't just throw a little statement out on, you know, Twitter or on the on the club website and tell us what's happening. No, we would need to know more information. But it's a sad day for football today. Meaningless game, really, isn't it? Because Champions League qualification now is absolutely irrelevant. We're in this closed box European Super League. I'm just so disillusioned with football. Liverpool is a huge, huge part of my life. Like I say, the best part of 40 years now, it's been a part of my life. and Obviously, it's always going to be part of my life, but it's been... Things like this, it makes you it makes you question, oh, what, what's the point? What is the point all this time? Years, money, pain, joy that has been invested in the club. And at the end of the day, no one gives a monkey's duty. It's only the fans that are left in at the end of the day. Hopefully this can all be stopped and we come to some sort of better resolution. But at the minute, it all just feels totally joyless football and... I think we've got, what is it, six games left in the season. Should be really scrapping it out now for getting in that Champions League, you know, back in it next season. But now, does it really matter? Are we going to be in it? Are we not going to be in it? Are we in this Super League? It's, 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 just, it's just an absolute mess. Whatever sanctions come our way, I totally support if we've got to be... I don't know. Whatever sanctions come our way, I'm not going to stand against them. I think it's a disgrace what's gone on. Like I say, I'm embarrassed, ashamed. But what can we do? There's another game to go uh, at the weekend. We've just got to keep the pressure on uh, all these owners and keep the banners and all that. Everything we do, everything we can. But yeah, I'm really disillusioned and really sad. Really sad day. Come on, Liverpool. You've been listening to the post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel.